Hello, everyone. Welcome to Oh Wow, the podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK, starting from the very beginning. I'm your host, Augustine, and today we're getting into Season 5, Episode 2, Metal Rich. And I am joined once again by friend of the pod, Felicia Fisher, to chit-chat about all things metal and get into this episode. Welcome, Felicia. Hello. Thank you for having me back. I'm really excited I get to do this episode with you. I've been thinking about this for a long time now. I didn't realize it was so soon into the season, though. It's just the second episode. Yeah. This is one of my favorite episodes of Skins, I think, overall. I just think it's really unique, and Rich is a great character, and you started out watching season five of Skins, right? Yeah. Um, The first episode I ever saw was um, season five, episode one, the Frankie episode. Um, I mentioned before another performer named Xenon Universe, um, and I hung out at a convention in 2019, and we just kind of sat there, and he was really excited, like, you need to watch this show. There's a trans character. It's amazing. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then we sat there and kept watching it, and I fell in love with Rich. And that episode, and Frankie, and everyone else, I'm really glad to be here today to talk about it, because it definitely is the reason why I kept watching. Awesome. We love Rich. He's a cutie. We'll get into it as we (laughs) go into this episode. So the episode opens with Rich and Aloe at a house party. We hear metal music playing, but it turns out to just be Rich's headphones since he's listening to metal. At the party. Like, okay, cool guy. Cool, cute guy. He reminds me a lot of people that I knew when I was younger, both aesthetically and as we'll talk about later, the way he behaves. Yeah. (laughs) He's really smooth with the ladies right off the bat. Yeah. (laughs) So he's trying to talk to these two girls at the party, Mm -hmm. these nice young blonde ladies. Well, yeah, Aloe introduces (laughs) him to Arabella, which, is that an Arctic Monkeys reference? Because that was that year, right? Oh, is it? I don't know. Arabella. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Don't come at me. Um, And Sally. And, yeah, like, they were like, what are you listening to? And he's like, you wouldn't like it. (laughs) And he's like, oh, we like everything. And then... (laughs) He goes over to the iPod dock, pulls out the fat-ass iPod, puts in another, and then starts playing Slayer. Yeah, I love that moment when he just goes, Slayer! (laughs) And then they get kicked out. It was great. I feel like Rich wouldn't be an iPod guy, though. I feel like he has Zune energy. (laughs) Do you remember those? For those that don't remember, Zune was an MP3 playing device brought to you by Windows? I think so. Yeah. It was for the alternative people who were too... Like, iPod is so mainstream. There's no way Rich would have an iPod. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, but clearly he did. They get kicked out of the party. No normie normie girls for them. I put it in my notes. (laughs) (laughs) He's not a sellout, man. He's not going to talk to normies. Right off the bat, Aloe is on a mission for them to find some babes because Aloe is dead set on getting laid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Rich is like, well, all the girls that we meet are assholes. And 
Alo says something really offensive about how he needs sex soon, and then... <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, well, if you'll talk to a metal girl, then I'm going to find you a metal girl. Yeah. Because Rich will only talk to his dream metalhead, manic pixie dream girl. And not a peroxide sodden Miley Cyrus... <laughs> what is that word? Co... co- something? Cowalistas? Something. I had never heard that before. Same. If you're British, I'd love to know what that means. Um, In my notes, I wrote, Rich is an edgelord. He's such an edgelord. I'm just like, okay. Um, For the record, I have been both rich and on the receiving end of rich, and he's a fucking douche. (laughs) And... Uh, Aloe's like, well, if a metalhead came into your life, like, would you say yes? And he's like, yeah, because she'd say yes. Very presumptuous. Yeah. Life doesn't work like that, baby. And we'll see how that works out for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing I had to note, so we, like, flash to Rich taking a shower and getting dressed for the day. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way he has this good of hygiene. He had the shower cap on protecting his hair. He was, like, steamy. I don't know if he has eczema, and that's why he's, like, lotioning up at all times. But there's a lot of lotion involved in Rich's life. I'm like, did they choose to do that in the episode because it's very clear how, like, image-focused he is? Like, he cares so much about his image that clearly he has a little beauty routine. Right, because you would think if he really didn't care and he was all, like, grungy. I'm like, guys like that in real life are always grimy. Mm -hmm. I've never seen them, like, steamy and lotioning out of the shower. Like, Yeah. Also, then he puts on a Cancer Bats t-shirt, and I was going to start asking. (laughs) I don't really listen to that much metal, so do you listen to Cancer Bats? I don't even. I I thought that was a ska band. I I think that's the Aquabats. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Who are the Cancer Bats? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know Cancer Bats. Let me see. They're a Canadian hardcore punk band. Okay. And then I was going to ask if we're going to get really into the subgenres of, like, what is metal versus hardcore versus punk, because I feel like Rich cares about these things, but I don't know that much about the differences. I'm going to be real with you. I went to a lot of punk and metal shows in my youth, but a lot of the people that I encountered, like, were very... Into talking about that stuff amongst themselves, and I never really got a rundown on what's what, honestly. Like, I feel like a lot of the people I knew were very gatekeepy, kind of richish. Then again, the people that I did know that were nice, I never bothered to ask them because they wouldn't have a fucking jerk off contest in front of me about different <laughs> genres. So it's like, yeah, I've never really been a, like, I know a lot more about, like, hip-hop and stuff like that i can break down different kinds of that but i never took the time to learn different genres when it comes to metal and stuff i know like some surface level stuff but that's about it okay gotcha yeah yeah i think like an interesting thing i was remembering watching this episode is how alternative subcultures are so rigidly defined a lot of the times like people really keep themselves in the like I'm metal, I'm not punk, I'm not this, I'm not that, and Mm -hmm. it's, like, kind of the typical cliche thing of, like, you want to be different, but you're only different in the same way that everyone else is different, according to your very strict identity standards. (laughs) A hundred percent, and I think that's very rich, 
like very much a rich behavior, which yeah. like we see over the episode. So they go. Oh, Aloe is like, I found this girl for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to point out that Aloe is wearing an elf vest and some like sparkly capris and green shorts, and he looks like a delightful little elf. What? Wait, what? What? In what scene? In the library scene? Yeah, when he's like talking to Rich, his outfit really stood out to me because he looks like a non-binary icon. I was going to point him out for Bristol's best, but I didn't even <laughs> see the capris. He was like my first, like maybe Bristol's best. Like I, I saw the grandma vest. Yeah, and I saw the the brown leather dog <laughs> chain collar situation, and I was like, "That's a fucking look." It was a fit. Yeah. yeah. I also, I'm sorry for spitting, but yeah, oh, I also yeah. noticed that, and I was amazed by his outfit. It was great. It's a really good fit, honestly. <laughs> I am gonna just headcanon that Aloe is also non-binary. <laughs> Which, yes, um, the amount of fucking gay jokes they make in the episode, the amount of times he calls other people gay, I really feel like that's a behavior of people that are closeted. I say that as somebody who was heavily closeted for a long time. So, I don't know, Aloe, you really like throwing around your slurs. Like, mm, shakes the starbies. <laughs> a little sip sip to that <laughs> um so they go let's see okay yeah they're at the library and mm-hmm. Aloe says i give you the angel of death right which is what they refer to the library assistant she's seemingly just a normal sort of punk girl yeah she has a little studded necklace studded wrist thing studded belt chain suspenders very in at the time mm-hmm. definitely what rich would be into in his perfect dream girl fantasy mm-hmm. i also like that rich said that Allo has a shriveled wank claw from masturbating so much <laughs> i really need to like retain that phrase for the future <laughs> for work and whatnot i need to start telling people they have a shriveled wank claw oh yeah there's some <laughs> Despite this, like, derogatory gay jokes, there's a lot of really funny fucking (laughs) (laughs) comebacks at people in this episode. Um, yeah. Fucking, so Rich approaches the girl, and, you know, he acts like this little tough guy that's so into metal, but he can't even get a word out. He, like, fumbles all over himself, and she just glares at him. And he picks up a book on incest and (laughs) (laughs) looks at it and looks at her and kind of just runs away. And it's like, okay, tough guy. Yeah, he's just a scared little boy. Mm -hmm. Such a tough badass. Yeah. So they're going to need some help Mm -hmm. enlisted to help Rich talk to this girl. They need someone who's like a girl, but not like, well, not like a girl. So right. they go to Frankie. <laughs> and I love that Frankie's like, well, I've mostly just been beaten up by girls. And I'm like, what a mood, Frankie. <laughs> Frankie's great in this episode. Yeah. Frankie's wonderful. I really like the beginning of their little friendship trio. Yeah. So Frankie's not much assistance, though, because they don't have a mom or a sister around or anything and they are so masked that it's like what do you want me to tell you about girls i don't fucking know yeah so they're like i'm gonna introduce you to somebody and then we meet grace yeah sweet beautiful grace 
I love Grace so much. Yeah. Anytime um, I didn't like her when I was younger is just internalized misogyny, and now I'm like, she's a fucking beautiful angel, and I want to wife her up. Seriously. <laughs> like, such a fucking sweetie. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's in the ballet class, and uh, they go talk to her, and she's like, sure, I'll help you. I'll help you talk to girls. Um, but then Minnie and Liv come in, mm-hmm. interrupting it, and... We see that Grace is going to be the person who's in between these two friend groups because Minnie's not going to let go of her grip on Grace as a friend, Mm -hmm. and Grace is kind of wanting to be friends with everybody. Mm -hmm. So there's a little competition for her friendship. Yeah. Yeah, Minnie... Lots of good fits in this episode, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Minnie's wearing a beautiful outfit I would have seen at 579 or Rainbow at the mall <laughs> in 2011, and I love it. Um, but yeah, she calls them uh, inbreds and lesbos and weirdos. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> wow, Minnie, uh, Rich interjects, and she's like, fuck off back to Valhalla. And he's like, that's a reference to my taste in music. So oppressed as a metalhead. Yes. <laughs> it's so hard being an edgelord. Yeah. Getting bullied by girls in high school. Yeah. Like, Rich, you're fine. Yeah. So he storms off, smoking a cig, blasting his music, and finds a little spot to go brood. Mm-hmm. And, and then... Grace shows up. Yeah, in a cute little disguise. Uh-huh. And... Oh, yeah, this is where, sorry, I said, yeah, this is where she's like, I want to help you. And he's like, no. (laughs) And she's like, why? And he's like, you kind of represent everything I despise in the world. Yeah. (laughs) It's Jesus. (laughs) So nice. Yeah. So Grace is like, opposites attract in sweet Grace fashion. Um, Rich shuts her down and Grace says to take her to the girl. So they go see the girl. Yeah, I really like the part where uh, Rich is explaining metal to Grace because she's, like, never heard of it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, why do you think I dress like this? And she goes, I thought it was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I'm not a clown that puts on clothes to amuse you. (laughs) Like, are you rich? (laughs) He is. He puts on his silly little outfits and his silly little music every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's all butthurt. He's like, this is me. And she's like, well, I'm an actor. I want to help you act out talking like a girl. And Grace is like, dress me up. Show me your show me your scene. What's going on? She's so down, and I would not be able to handle a guy just being this much of a dickhead to me. Like, I don't think I would still be like, let me help you. I'd be like, dude, you're a fucking dick. Like, no. But she sees something in him, I guess. Yeah. Maybe she just thinks he's hot. I mean, honestly, sometimes that's enough. I have a bit of an analysis on this, too. Yeah, get into it. I feel like they're both insecure but in different ways I feel like he's insecure in a way where he pushes people out with his behavior and he wants to be with people but he can't be because he's pushing them out and she is pulling him in because she's insecure she's like I can be whatever you want basically I can deal with like she deals with a lot of bullshit from him like she's all very the, codependent yeah people pleaser yeah <laughs> 
which will play out in a really interesting way in the episode. Um, I really like how they tie it up at the end, too, but we're not there yet. But yeah. That's that's how I, like, after re-watching this and taking my notes and stuff, I was like, damn, they're two sides of the same coin, honestly. Yeah, I think that's a good analysis. They are definitely... I can see what she sees in him as just, like, the total opposite of everything. Mm-hmm that she does in her daily life and there's something appealing about that yeah he's not seeing it yet though (laughs) yeah and he acts like a little fucking dick bag at the record store which is where we are next Mm -hmm. uh so there's the record store shopkeeper guy toxic bob (laughs) jersey accent toxic bob yeah yeah. yeah, I just wrote in all caps where it's just such a douche. Like, he just keeps telling Grace that she's stupid mm-hmm. and she doesn't know anything and she can't possibly understand. Yeah. She, like, he goes to pick up the concert tickets and she's like, oh, I could go with you. And he's like, if I went with you, I wouldn't want to go? Yeah. Like, what? That's when I'd fucking slam the door on him. But Grace is just chilling and is like, oh, Let's show me some of your music. I'd, I'd love to see. Um, and I like that Toxic Bob kind of calls out Rich's shit the whole time and is just like, be nice to this girl. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> fuck. So we're introduced to this very fancy metal record behind the counter mm-hmm. um, where apparently it's so loud it can't be heard. Sounds very on par with what the guys I would hang out with would talk about. Very silly. Um, this is so extreme, you can't even listen to it, man. And Grace is like, that doesn't make any sense. And Bob is like, I know. <laughs> like, yeah, Grace and Bob are vibing. Yeah. And, like, Rich is being a little douche and is like, what a surprise, she doesn't understand. And, like, he's like, why don't you listen to this record, this other record? And he puts it on, and she passes out and falls over, mm-hmm. like, because it's so loud and abrasive, and Rich was such a douche, like, he wanted that to happen, and then they put on another record that Toxic Bob recommends, and she's like, I like this, this is good. And then Toxic Bob is like, well, you can just have the record, it's fine. And Rich is like, who's <laughs> my free metal? I never get free metal. She, he basically implies it's because she has a pussy. Yeah. And Toxic Pop is like, ugh! <laughs> Very Jersey. Um, Grace leaves, and Toxic Bob is like, don't be an asshat and people will like you more. Mm-hmm. Just timeless. Yeah. Like, timeless advice. I feel like Rich is in the window where they're still kids, and they're still young, and we do see him grow as a character, but it's like, some people still act this way when they're 40, and it's not cute. I just want to, like, shout out... If you're 40 and you act this way, it's not cute. It's not. And, like, maybe be nicer to people. (laughs) Yes. If you're acting like this, yeah, you're going to be alone for a long time, buddy. It's kind of cute when you're, like, 17. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, ooh, I'm edgy and different and I'm a (laughs) douchebag. But then you have to grow up. Yeah. So I do like the part where Grace sets some boundaries with him and is like you have to be nicer to me I'm not gonna let you talk to me this way mm-hmm. yeah and she's like you called me stupid three times today and I wanted to stop and then she like points out you don't know shit about ba- ballet like she's like 
you couldn't answer one question about ballet. And he's like, ballet is lame and I couldn't give a fuck. And she's like, well, ballet is everything to me, just like metal is to you. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, spitting some truth. Yeah. Oh, Grace. Again, just... It's, like, normal at this age. Less, I've recently had experiences talking to someone, and this is kind of how it went, and I was like, we're old, this isn't cute. Like, being like, oh, like, your interests are cringe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, dude, just let people enjoy the things they enjoy. And everyone has their passions, and then we share our interests with each other, and that's how we make friends and get to know people how life should be you shouldn't be fucking steamrolling over people like trying to share themselves with you yeah and gatekeeping yeah music <laughs> which many people love to do it's it so dumb so so dumb um speaking of music yeah he tries bringing up music again and he's like you didn't actually like the music in the shop did you and she gives him, like, this valid opinion on it from the perspective of someone who knows music. Right. Like, I think she knows more about music than him. Definitely. As a dancer, yeah. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. And he's like, ballet is just for gays and grannies. Okay, closet case. Mm-hmm. And he's like, or she's like, stop treating me like an idiot and help me. I'm having a vision of Rich doing ballet later in the season. I feel like that happens, and if it doesn't, maybe I just have an elaborate, hallucinated fantasy that that happens, but I feel like maybe it does. It sounds like a fan fiction waiting to happen. <laughs> I honestly don't remember the la- the rest of the season. But yeah, I don't remember either. That's cute as hell. I feel like he does. I feel like Rich in tights is something I need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. So do we go to the bar now that he's sitting and drinking and Grace shows up in, like, the full metal costume? Yeah, after, like, a scene where Aloe and Rich are driving and Aloe keeps calling him gay over and over. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think I just blocked that out immediately. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah, and then, like, Rich fucking leaves and goes to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Grace shows up. She looks so cute. Yeah, I'm getting, like, really real, like, Grace vibes. Like, (laughs) evil Sandy comes in. (laughs) And, yeah, she's so cute. And she's like, call me Sub Rosa, or Sub for short. She's definitely in actor mode, and I love it. Mm Mm-hmm. And she pretends to be just meeting him and helping him practice talking to a girl. Although, I watched this on Hulu. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm pissed because the dancing scene used to be killing in the name by Rage Against the Machine, and it was fucking awesome because Grace was up on the bar screaming, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, and they edited it out and just made it her, like, fist pumping, and I'm like, that was the whole fucking point of the scene, was that it was killing in the name by Rage Against the Machine, and she was screaming that, and they were, like, dancing, and it was awesome. I'm getting chills i had no idea yes it used to be literally the most iconic scene and i guess for copyright reasons hulu had to take it out but after this i will try to find the original scene for you and it was so good please yes Um, i'm so mad yeah no that's really like powerful because that was like the whole point was grace screaming fuck you i won't do what you tell me and like her learning to like stand up for herself Mm mm-hmm God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that really got rad. really watered down, but it's fine. Yeah. Seriously. Um, I have in my notes that uh, she slanders Nine Inch Nails, and I just want to say, <laughs> as a Nine Inch Nails fan, they're great. Shut up. 
Um, oh, I didn't really know most of the bands they were talking about, but yeah, that's... So Nine Inch Nails, I think people... It's like industrial, right? Is industrial that people... pop. <laughs> like, or like, a lot of people... I've known a lot of people deeply into industrial, um, and... Yeah, they think Nine Inch Nails is, like, commercial garbage, but... It's, like, goth music, right? I know. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I think, like, it was... I think a lot of normies listen to Nine Inch Nails, and mm-hmm. a lot of, quote-unquote, posers listen to Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> Pretty Hate Machine fucking slaps. I can listen to that album on repeat three times. Don't at me. It's a good album. And if you don't like it, maybe you're rich, bro. I don't know. <laughs> like... I've never listened to Nine Inch Nails, so I have, like, no opinion. But I've probably hung out with someone who does, like... You like Nine you Inch Nails. Right <laughs> I have a friend who likes them, <laughs> so I'm cool. <laughs> but, yeah, Nine Inch... Oh, God, I can ramble. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change the subject. Um, back to the pod. <laughs> um, so she's like, what do you think? of me or what do you think of your friend Grace like she's like kind of prying like do you have any friends and he's like yeah I have friends and he's like oh who and then he like lists off some people and she's like who else (laughs) and then like she wants him to talk about her to her which is really cute yeah and um He's showing his avoidant attachment style at this moment while Grace is being secure slash maybe slightly anxious attachment where she's like, I like you. You like me, right? And he's like, I don't even know you. Yeah, he says some shit like, Grace is all right, but she lets people walk all over her and her friends treat her bad. Mm -hmm. And which is ironic because Aloe treats him like shit. First of all, sorry, go ahead. That's a really good point. I didn't even... Yeah. Alice has been verbally abusing him this whole episode, being like, you're a fucking gay, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Like, pot kettle. Yeah. Damn, dude. Um, And she's like, maybe she knows her friends love her? Like, which obviously, like, he does as well with Aloe. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, maybe she's got no self-respect. Damn. And she's like, you think you know me, Rich? And, oh yeah, that's where the whole, you should be angry, I am angry, never compromise thing happens. Oh, where he's yeah. like, I don't compromise ever, I'm metal. Yeah, <laughs> and then killing in the name plays. Sorry, I took really in-depth notes, let me know if I'm rambling too no, much. No, it's good. Okay. Um, and then they go outside after all of that, and he's like, I guess I'm going to go ask out the angel of death. And she's like, oh, Right very Cassie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was noticing a lot of Cassie moments with Grace and I was wondering if the actress was like trying to channel Cassie or if the characters like just have a lot in common in that way. That's real, yeah. Because I'm like, obviously she had seen the first generation and maybe she's like, I want to be the Cassie of this cast. Yeah. But very like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> That's fine, Rich. You can go after this girl. It's great. Such a fucking douche. Mm-hmm. He has a real attitude with his dad. He keeps calling him by his first name. Mm-hmm. Um, he's being a little shit about mother's birthday and stuff. Um, Rich is incredibly angsty. 
Yeah, again, I, it's like, I'll give him a pass on this one because he's a teenager and it's like, it kind of is, it just like be like that when yeah. you're a teenager, but it's just like, dude, but you know, he's like, well, my dad is like a sellout who moved to the suburbs and has a home and like, I'm going to be metal forever. <laughs> Real. <laughs> yeah. So we have that little scene with his father mm-hmm. and uh, after that, Rich goes to ask out the angel of death. Mm-hmm. And he basically asks her the same questions that Grace asked him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And she turns him down. And he's Brutally. Like, yes. Brutal rejection. Yes. And he's like, why not? And <laughs> did you write any of that down? No, but let me see if I can remember. It was like, I'd rather... Well, there's some really offensive things that I won't repeat, but like... She doesn't want to touch his, like, shriveled, half-circumcised, smelly, unwashed, pubescent dick or something like that. You have such... Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sober, so my memory's, like, really good now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She, she brutally turns him down because things aren't just going to work out like you want them to, Richard. So, And also, this girl's way more metal than him. 100%. He's a poser. Ooh, that's fire. Poser. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so Grace sees him after and asks him out again to mm-hmm. her recital, and he turns her down. Yeah. And Aloe sees it. Mm-hmm. And Aloe's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like, one of the hottest girls in school just asked you out. Like, what's your problem? Oh, and that's when he says he's not going to compromise ever because he's metal. I'm metal. I don't compromise. That's who I am. If you see me go out with her, next thing you'll see me body body popping to Lil Wayne. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. First of all, is that racist, Richard? Why are you saying that? Yeah. Secondly, God, I wrote a big note about myself. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, that scene specifically, like, Richard goes out after that and buys the Unlistenable Metal album, and he's like, the guy at the front is like, it's just a record. And Rich is like, it's just a record. I see your copy of Heat, like some gossip magazine Toxic Bob is reading. You're just a sellout. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that reminded me a lot of myself. I was definitely a little teen edgelord when I was like 14 to 16. Um, And I thought you had to act a certain way. And I thought you had to be a certain way if you wanted to be something. And the most freeing thing that ever happened to me was when I started listening to rap music, when I started listening to hip-hop, when I started going to, like, dance parties, when I stopped hanging out with the douchey punk kids that had this, like, really rigid idea of how you had to act and you had to be a little shit to everybody, and it's like, I started hanging out with people with similar interests, I started smiling more, I started going out to dance, I started doing things that just feels really good to me. And it was so freeing, and it felt so good. You know, and I've seen kids, I saw kids when I was like 18 to 20, like in the metal scene, that would just act like I did when I was that age. And it's just like, it's crazy. It's crazy to think you have to act a certain way, like in order to fit in, or in order to like be yourself. So if you're like listening to this, and you're young, 
or if you're listening to this and you're feeling kind of confused about who you are, I just want to say, do whatever it is you like. Like, experiment. Like, fucking, you only have one life. You can be into so many different things. You don't have to live a certain way because you feel like you should. Like, do what makes you happy. Whatever it is. As long as it doesn't hurt other people. Please. The end. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. I was really passionate about it. I'm going to cry. Snaps. <laughs> Snaps for Felicia. I agree. You don't have to cage yourself into one identity label. And that's... It, it will throw some people off, though, because I think sometimes when you meet new people, they really just want to immediately identify who you are based on a couple of factors about you. And then some people do get thrown off if you're sort of a complex person with a lot of interests. Yeah. And, like, some people, it, it just takes a little bit to get to know people sometimes. Like, everyone is a complex person, but, like, I love the Grateful Dead, but I was, like, into crust punk and, like, metal shows and went to, like, hardcore shows and straight edge scene, and I love, like, hippie stuff at the same time, and people can get really confused about that. It's like, well, you just need to pick what you like. And it's like, no, you don't. You can just, and especially with music, it's like such a beautiful thing to love so many genres of music. Yeah. Like the kids that would just go to the punk shows and always be at the punk shows every weekend, roll their eyes when like corn came to town or whatever. Like, it's like, bruh, my, one of the best punk kids I ever met is one of my best friends to this day. And it's so crazy because when I met him I was like you know we were both going to punk shows strictly listening to punk strictly I was like still into like rap and stuff but like I don't know we went to see Nicki Minaj together a couple years ago <laughs> and like watching us both grow it's like we're both coming out as like queer pop stands and it's like if you knew us back in the day you wouldn't have thought that but we're just like both super tattooed, both still into punks, both still just doing our own thing, you know? And I think that's how, like, life should be. You should just be doing whatever the fuck makes you happy, whatever makes you feel pure joy. Nicki Minaj makes me feel pure joy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would there be, like, ten Punk Goes Pop albums if there wasn't a huge crossover? <laughs> about the spray coffee <laughs> <laughs> and that shit slaps the cable car cover slaps um, who does the flag I think Chiodos does the flagpole Sita cover and it's incredible so I'm just saying that there's a market for it out there <laughs> there's proof people love it God, and then I have, I wrote more notes about, like, morals and stuff. There's time. God, yeah, like, and some of the kids I knew in the punk scene were just such, like, uh, well, never have, huh? I think something that's funny is, like, Ala, well, uh, Rich is, like, Barney from Napalm Death, like, he knows how to live, and he knows how to do this, and Aloe's like, none of these guys get laid, Rich. Yeah! <laughs> like, these guys just masturbate on tour buses, like, why are you looking to them as your god of, like, what to do? So, like, what you're saying about yeah. morals, it's like, who is, who has decided that some musician is, like, the hero that you need to 
idolize. Yeah. What made me finally fucking stop going out to punk shows is realizing that there were people in my scene, like, it wasn't all white kids, but some of them were some racist shitting fucking white kids. Mm -hmm. Like, some of them were whorephobic. Some of them were talking about the fact I was a sex worker in a derogatory way. Some of them were homophobic. Like, to my friends that were gay in the scene, like, it's just... I realized I had no place there. That wasn't punk to me. Like, you don't have the same morals as me. I don't feel the same way you do if you're going to fucking talk to people like that. I think it makes you a really shitty person if you're going to be racist, if you're going to be horophobic, if you're going to be hor... Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, go to a rodeo. Go to a rodeo. <laughs> go hang out with your people, the people that talk like that. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like... Yeah. And leave, don't go to pop shows, because that's all gays. So, like, you're not even going to have fun there. <laughs> Just go to the fucking rodeo or play, like, cards or something. God, go to fucking oh, the yuppie neighborhood. Go hang out with your people, bitch. Like, get out of here. Oh, my God. Go watch, like, Dane Cook rerun. Yeah! Whew, I'm heated. That was, like, a really nice segue. I, like... That's a big reason why I wanted to do this episode. Like, it really... Besides, like, the morals that we learn in the episode, like, the... Everything we learn, it just really brought out a lot out of me from, like, my time in the scene. Interesting. So, where are... Oh, he buys the golden record. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh... He goes He takes a listen. And... He starts shaking. He turns (laughs) it all the way up. He's listening, and then he can hear nothing. Mm-hmm. But a buzzing. I related to this. I've been having issues with my left ear. I've been losing hearing, I think, from the cold. Really? So I really resonated with this. I was like, it's scary to like not be... It's only my left ear, so I always hear on my right ear. But it's scary because I always am like, am I going deaf? And then I really appreciate music when I can hear it again. So that's Holy for cow. real. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. It's a... Uh, the cross that I bear. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine his fear when he goes temporarily deaf. Mm-hmm. And of course, the doctor is like a skins adult, so he's just trolling and being such a dickhead and being like, I don't know, pray for it, buddy. Like, good luck. It's just like, wait to see if it comes back, which is pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got to wait. Who knows? And it's like, who is rich without metal? Right, right. A moment of introspection. Mm-hmm. He rips up the concert tickets because he's like, I can't fucking go to this shit. Yeah. He goes to smoke and he finds a flyer for the dance recital starring Grace. Mm-hmm. Who, I just want to say, he does some really real, like, idol worship of, like, the poster of the Napalm Death Dude and all of that. Like, Grace is a big deal, too. Grace's mm-hmm. face is on the door. Of where the dance recital is. She's a fucking performer as well. She's a big-ass deal. So, I just thought it was funny that they included that after, like, how much she was into, like, I don't know, the poster of the dude. But, um, it's dead-ass silent. But Grace is on stage. Yeah. Dancing. Beautiful ballet dance. I've been wanting to try some ballet lessons or something. Really? Yeah. And then it was funny because my friend from French class, he was like thinking about doing ballet. I'm mm-hmm. like, we should do ballet. Be cool. Do it! Yeah. It's good for like 
um, becoming... Well, it's interesting her name is Grace, because that's, like, what ballet is all about, is being graceful. Whoa, man. Something <laughs> I need to work on <laughs> is being graceful. Do they teach you? I'm sure that would come with, like, practice, right? Yeah, because it's all just about, like, being very in control of your body movements and stuff, and, like... Um, so he's, like, watching the ballet. His... Is his hearing coming back, or do they just show us the music so that it's not dead silent the whole scene, do you think? I think they show us the music, because when he steps outside after... Oh, real quick. Um, He looks at the dude's butt for part of the scene. I just want to say, after all of the calling someone gay stuff, interesting. Very interesting. (laughs) We're going to be looking for any queer coding in this season, because everybody's gay and non-binary, and I don't make the rules. It's a very identity-heavy season, at least the first couple episodes, and it's just fascinating how they included that. Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. Anyways. And he tears up a little bit at the end of the performance. Which is beautiful. He was touched. Yep. He saw the art in it. When they go outside, my Bristol's best goes to Grace's post-recital outfit. Oh my fucking god, I yes. want I want the whole thing. Like, I want the ballet dress, I want her pink hood, the fuzzy pink hood cape. Where do you find the fuzzy pink hood cape, y'all? I need to find one because it's a dream, and I want to walk around in little ballet clothes and tights and a pink hood. She's literally so beautiful. Yeah, like... An ethereal angel. Yeah, I have Bristol's best for her, too. Aloe is close second. Yeah. I would dress like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Grace, number one. And they're chit-chatting after her performance, except that he's still deaf, so Mm -hmm. he's just telling her, basically, that he really liked it and that he's gone deaf from the record. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He's... He explains the deafness, and then he's like, listen, Grace, I thought that your dancing was really beautiful. Yeah! He's finally starting to realize that she's an autonomous human with her own interests, and that she's a valuable person. (laughs) Yeah. And then she's like, wasn't the Napalm death gig tonight? And he's like, I ripped up the tickets, but then she has two tickets. Yeah. Grace. I was wondering if she was just planning on going, and or maybe she just got them just in case. Every or maybe day. maybe Toxic Bob just slipped her some tickets. I wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah. Whoa, I never thought about that. I just thought of that. That's my fan theory, is that... Because yeah. Toxic Bob would totally do that. He would just be like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she's been going back to the record store, like, by herself without Rich. Yeah. Fuck, I believe that. Because she knew all that stuff about the bands. Anyway, so yeah. she pulls out the ticks. They go to Napalm Death. Um, she's dressed as a ballerina. It's iconic! She gets up on stage and is, like, crowd surfing in her ballet costume. It's so iconic! (laughs) Fucking, she's moshing, she's doing everything, and he can't stop staring at her for, like, this dweeb that was, like, worshipping this, like, douchey metal, like, singer. I don't know if the singer is, like, a douche, but, yeah, he is just staring at Grace. Fair Elise is playing. Like, maybe stop simping for... 40-year-old metalhead musicians and simp for a girl your age. Yeah. <laughs> Transfer your simping energy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next day, he wakes up and his hearing's back. Yay. 
And he asks his dad for help, asking Grace out, which is kind of nice that he's starting to have, like, a real conversation with his dad. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, that made me tear up. Mm-hmm. Like, he actually asks his dad for help. He calls his dad dad. He says he loves him. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Um, and his he, dad says to just ask her out. Just yeah. go for it. Yeah. Oh. So Rich goes to ask Grace out, and he's, like, so nervous, and my anxiety was just building, watching. I'm like, come on, just do it, just do it, man. Yeah. But she's kind of like, well, I guess it's good. Because she probably still thinks he's not interested in her. I read it that way, and I also read it that maybe she grew in the episode too, and she realized she doesn't need to be a different person and bend over backwards for a stupid motherfucker that's going to mistreat her. True. And I'm kind of like, I felt like in the gap in between, like, the flowers being for mom or whatever, he was waiting for her to, like, be like, so you want to hang out again? Right. And she's just like, okay, I'm going to go see my friends. Bye. Yeah. Which is very strong. That was a real turnaround for her, too. Yeah, definitely. It also, like, shows that there is still going to be this tension between Minnie and Liv and the other group of friends, and that Grace definitely still feels that pull to, like, stay with her popular friends, and she knows that, I mean, Minnie would lose her shit if Grace and Rich were going out. Yeah. Minnie would be like, he's a fucking freak! Yeah, and he is, he acts like a fucking freak, honestly, (laughs) in a different way, but... Yeah, he's a little bitch. It's better for both of them if they don't date, I think. I, I don't remember what happens. They do... Mm, I don't know. I don't want to give any spoilers. We'll have to see, and we're left on the cliffhanger here of oh, yeah. the end of this episode. So that is a good one. Oh, it's such a good one. It's so good. Like, uh, Like, between watching how they behave in the relationships and how Minnie, or not Minnie, how Grace just stops bending over backwards for him, how he realizes that she's a good person, and now he can't have her just yet, maybe. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, learning about identity and stuff is really beautiful. Um, kind of off topic, I just want to say, I don't want to say what city that all happened in, but I do have strong ties to the Auckland punk scene. Those people out there are great i love auckland i wasn't talking about any of you guys shout out to auckland shout out to y'all <laughs> <laughs> if y'all are listening <laughs> cool uh i got nothing else i don't even know what the next episode is i haven't looked so i, I think it's minis and i am not letting anyone guest on that one because i love mini so much and i am unhinged with my passion for this episode so we'll be getting into that next week if i'm not wrong and it'll be a good time i love mini i'm very gay for mini but i also want to be mini <laughs> she reminds me so much of cassie yeah after hearing you talk about her i was looking at her in this episode like she's like an evil cassie yeah <laughs> chaotic cassie <laughs> nega cassie <laughs> Okay, well, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Um, Oh, do you have anything you want to plug that you're working on? (sighs) Um, I don't know. Yeah, 
Yeah, so for those that don't know, um, along with sex work, I'm also an actor. I was recently in a film called The Degenerates um, that is now for sale at putridproductions.bigcartel.com. Do not buy it if you're under the age of 18. If you're under the age of 18, go find yourself. <laughs> go get interested in things that aren't for adults. Go listen go to, to the some record music. Store. Go to the record store. Yeah. Fucking go read a book. Yeah. Don't look for adult-themed horror movies, please. Okay. Thank you. But that's all I got to plug. Go watch the movie if you're a grown-up, please. All right, cool. And you can always find the podcast at Oh Wow the Podcast on Instagram and on YouTube and whatnot, and I love to hear from you guys. So see you next week. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Thanks, Felicia, for being on. Thank you for having me. Thanks, bye.